Hey everybody, this is Connor, your podcast producer. Welcome to another Pints with Pat. Pat is here talking about his week as usual, but we're trying out something new and different this week as well. Pat is going to start giving you a little review of the beers that he's drinking, telling you a little bit more about it. This week, he is drinking the Voodoo Ranger Juicifer IPA from New Belgium Brewing Company out of Asheville, North Carolina. Stick around for the end to hear his thoughts about that. Hope you enjoy the podcast and have a great week. What's up, everybody? This is Pints with Pat. It is Friday, the 23rd. I'm glad we are able to fit this one in today. Um, so the new thing we're doing is, uh, Tabitha, you're just going to pick and get a different one every Friday, right? Every Friday. I like that. It's already set up. What we got here is Juicifer IPA, New Belgium Brewing Company, Fort Collins, Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville's awesome. Have you been there? So Asheville's where I was for that DLP mastermind group. It's like the brewery capital of America, really cool city. So this week, um, a lot of beer drinking this week. Pints with Pat yesterday, it was the biggest, definitely the biggest one uh, we've done so far. You said people just showed up without signing up. I think the value in that group is keeping it kind of small and everyone everyone gets to talk, but... It's cool that as many people showed up as they did, uh, and it was really good. Um, we had John Brooks and his wife, Brittany Brooks, there, and they have a ton of valuable insight on business and getting to the next level and mindset. So it was helpful having them to like continue the conversation, keep it going. Um, and, uh, yeah, it went well. I was telling – I had brought – lunch with John today and I was kind of talking about like our marketing side of things and the things that I think are going the best uh of everything we've done so far and I think it's connect and what what were we talking about he was talking about um you know what should he do as far as marketing should he hire a full-time video person you know what should he do to tackle the marketing content side of things and I said with us I think connect is one of the biggest wins um our private facebook group and the growth of it is a huge win and for me this podcast is uh it's honestly like my favorite thing i do it really is i love it it's like therapy every friday and it's cool to talk about the week and it's going to be even cooler to kind of look back on so that's what i told him to do was um i don't think you need a full-time video guy but like have a pr person that's going to run your meetup and have them just do it with a cell phone pretty much, I think is all you need and have a little room like this set up um, to record yourself every Friday and like go through the week and what happened and what's on your mind. Um, the main thing on our, I was gone a lot this week. So um, Monday, uncle's funeral was in Massachusetts. Tuesday flew home and Wednesday, Thursday was just nonstop, still not caught up from all the leads that came in. And uh, today um, I was at this culty Montessori school in the morning that my daughter's attending called Discovery School in Jack's Beach. Um, her teacher reminds me of Miss Lippy from Billy Madison. She loves Montessori. She said that's her life. She used to be an actress. She has a lot of fucking energy and is a 
she kind of gives me the creeps a little bit, but I really like her for for what job she's in. Um, so that's it. Nora starts Montessori school on Monday. Um, so that was this week. It was chaos. Uh, today I went and looked at a house we bought from Daniel Lee. Um, and actually right now, as I'm sitting here, um, Chris Varnes, real estate fucking lifestyle. She want let's <laughs> let's go champ. I am just I'm buying a house from him and I bought a house from another guy at his meetup. It's crazy. All from going on Friday. So that when you when you you know kind of do your business backwards and you try to figure out what's the most effective use of your time um it's not it's it's not in my opinion answering the calls for us at this point it's not answering the calls it's it's the pints with pat things it's me going to other things it's networking with all the wholesalers in town um and it's you know not every day is good and i kind of got over that for a little bit and stepped away from it but i'm realizing that that is one of the most important things you can do is network with other people and talk to other wholesalers that's how you're that's how you're going to get to the next level so um the the route we're taking now is bringing on an operations person to like kind of get some systems in place and get us out of the day-to-day so we can focus more on like breakfast with Kyle and pints with Pat because that's that's where the money's at really um so operations person was a thing this week a big thing this week uh we talked to a guy Logan Ricchetti on the phone um and he actually listens to this podcast. He's one of the only listeners that listens to Pints with Pat podcast. And he complimented me on it and said, uh, Hey man, keep that up. It's, uh, you know, it's cool listening to what's on your mind every week and how the week went and the week went well too, by the way, we got a, we got, uh, five or six deals done this week probably. And we've been consistently doing that. Things have been, things have been pretty good. A solid 20 that, that listened to the whole thing. God, I would love to know who those people are. Uh, but they, they probably listen to it and get a little hooked, even more so than our uh, Connect one, because this one's really just raw, and it's exactly what's on my mind and exactly what we're doing. And we are, I mean, we are successful. We are continuing to, as much as I bitch about us and the, thing, the way things go, we are making money and doing well. Um, so that's just kind of me seeing it from... Uh, the inside of things and uh, being a perfectionist and not liking when things are out of place. Um, but things are going smooth. Uh, so I, but I think we're prime, we're primed right now. We're in a prime spot to bring in someone that's better at operations than us and kind of really, really blow it up to the next level and what we want to do and really take over Jacksonville on the fronts of, real estate, a brokerage, um, lending, and that would, then it will kind of come full picture with the reason we have connect. We don't make any money off connect. Sometimes, you know, we'll get a deal or two from it, but if we leverage that platform as being the brokerage that, uh, the brokerage that lists investor deals as the number one hard money lender in the city and all the three surrounding counties, um, that's where it can become powerful. Um, when every wholesaler, you're the first person they think of, that's where it becomes powerful. So um, that's the plan, and it's it's cool to see us primed up for that. I, I just um, finished a book called Traction, and um, it was it was 
really cool. And it, as far as giving you the framework of exactly how to, uh, how to set things up. So you, to, to hold people accountable and to hold yourself accountable to move and grow. So the, the book, the book is just really interesting. If you haven't read it and, and you're kind of running an entrepreneurial style business, you know, like we are in real estate, I almost felt like it was one of those books that like speaks to you that it's like, oh, you're having these issues. You're having these issues. Like no one's accountable. You can't, you know, you don't have a vision of where you're going. You're just hung up in the day to day. It was like, you know, exactly what's going on with us. And, uh, one thing it hammers on is you're never going to be perfect. So if you're at, you know, they have this little checkbox thing in the book to where you're, you know, either 0% efficient or a hundred percent efficient and everything in between. So we're probably at a 15 to 20 right now. And, you know, the goal would be to slowly move up to 30, slowly move up to 40. You don't just implement a bunch of bullshit at once and expect everyone to get on board. Uh, it needs to be a slow planned process. Um, so it just doesn't happen overnight. I went to that DLP thing and I was all hopped up on uh, making everything happen overnight um, until we sat back and talked about it a couple more times. And we were like, we we can't just like have a presentation and then like tell everyone these are our values and now these are your goals each quarter and you have to do this and you blah, blah, blah. It, it needs to be rolled out slowly. You need to have buy-in with everyone else. Um, you know, everyone's got to buy into it or else, you know, they're just not going to last. Um, so those are really cool developments and the fact that we're actually moving forward. Uh, Logan, if you're listening right now, I know you're one of our listeners. This we're, we're just, we're really excited about all of this. Um, and, uh, as we talked on the phone, uh, talked about on the phone the other day, uh, we're, you know, we're committed to getting it done. Uh, what me and Kyle, another thing me and Kyle were talking about over the phone is the reason we are, we think the reason we're so primed for it is because, um, the leadership within Yellowbird right now is very humble. So like, you know, you could tell Kyle something, you could tell Steve something, Hey, what you're doing is fucked up. And there's not going to be any ego about it. Everyone, no one, everyone really here is in for the greater good and taking Yellowbird and systemizing it and taking it to, to the next level. Everyone, that's the most important thing to everyone. So no one really, um, you know, I, I think none of the leadership puts themselves before the, the cause, which is cool. Uh, the issue is what is what is the cause? What are we trying to do? What's you know, what's the main mission of the whole thing? Originally, it was uh, you know to to um, to help really help homeowners. It, what is it? It's right there. What's it say about energetic? What about home? It doesn't say something about homeowners there. All right. So I do like that. Honest and kind. Uh, but I, I just want to, I want to align the purpose and the mission more with what really drives us. Like I, like I was telling Kyle, I was like, we need a purpose and vision that it's like, I mean, I could move back to Massachusetts. Unemployment is like in Massachusetts, it's like five fifty a month or, or a week, a week. Yeah. Yeah, five fifty a week. So I was like, why, "Why do I come here every day and not just move up to Massachusetts and just sit on my ass, drink beers on the porch, and make five fifty a week?" So there has to be a reason, you know. Um, so you know, I think it challenged Kyle too to like step back and be like, "Yeah, why is it that I come here? Why is it that I come here every day? Like I got 
plenty of money at this point. I can literally just go fishing every day. Why do we, why are we doing this? Um, once again, that's not something that you just get lunch at Panera and decide, um, take some self-reflection. Um, and it takes, uh, you know, it takes some real thinking about and looking at other companies and what they're doing and why they have the goals they have. Um, so that's something we're working on. It's something that's important and it's, that's, what's going to take us to the next level. And ultimately what we, um, what is going to guide everyone and everyone that works here needs to have that same goal and they have to have the same values. And, um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're working on that now. One thing about company values that I thought was cool what I always thought it was bullshit. Like I work for diamond offshore. They had a bunch of stupid company values. I couldn't even tell you what they were. So I always, I always thought they were bullshit, but, uh, you read Jim Collins, good to great. And it doesn't even matter what your company values are. I say this because like Philip Morris was one of his companies in there. And Philip Morris makes like cigarettes and like all things that are bad for you. But um, they had company values and their leadership was like, <laughs> he had one quote from the CEO of Philip Morris, which was unbelievable company in profits and like the way they beat the market. Um, and his, one of his quotes was like, I don't even, life's almost not worth living without cigarettes. I would argue that life is not worth living without cigarettes. And I fucking love that. Like how much he gave a shit about like he is helping everyone by giving them cigarettes. It's like he that was his passion. That's what he loved to do. And I just thought that was it's really cool. It like doesn't even matter what it is. Like you could be killing everybody and it still could build a phenomenal company if that's really what you give a shit about and it's your passion. So I think it's a cool uh, perspective that you have. You know, if you don't have values, you're just kind of just flippy floppy. You have no, uh, you have no guidelines of who to hire, who to hire. Uh, if you have opportunities that come your way, it's like, you, you know, you have nothing to base that opportunity base. If you're going to do that opportunity or not, you don't have, you can't compare that opportunity to your values and see if it aligns. Um, so, uh, recently we've discovered the importance of that. And I know that's like company building 101, but we kind of took the, the long way <laughs> around and just focused on profit first, which isn't all wrong, but now we're taking, we're taking the time to do that back end stuff, which is exciting. And we think we're going to really, really, really do well in 2020 as we move forward, uh, and turn the flywheel in the right direction. Oh, the beer. Let me give you very hoppy, very, uh, um, it's like kind of a fruity, hoppy taste. It's called Juicifer IPA. Um, lately, lately I've been more into the lighter stuff. I was into IPAs for a while. Now I'm more into like Kolsch's and Pilsner's and stuff that's light. It's this, this hoppy stuff, you drink a couple of them and it's like, whew. But um, this would be good. It'd be good with like a burger or something, but it's very, it tastes thick almost syrupy how it's going down. It's 7.7% alcohol, so strong shit. But uh, I don't know. We're going to give it a – I think I'm going to rate – should I rate stuff on the 5 or 10 scale? I'm going to get – you know, I, I am going to be hard on stuff because I want to – if we're going to drink a different beer every week, I want to have a couple good ones in there. So I'm going to do it on a 10 scale, and I'm going to give this a 3.5. <laughs> 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 so maybe I'm not going to get this. 
Maybe the Voodoo Ranger from Juice for IPA is never going to sponsor Pints with Pat podcast, but <laughs> I owe it to my 20 listeners. I owe it to my 20 listeners to give them an honest fucking answer, and I am going to finish this beer. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. We'll see you next Friday.